0: It's an E L R prophetic show. E L R prophetic show. spread the gospel to nation. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Amen. We're getting ready to get started. Amen. prophet has been coming in. Amen. God bless you. Thank everybody for tuning live on E L R. Prophetic ship podcast network. Amen. We're gonna go ahead and get started. Amen. Thank you everybody that's tuning in live. Amen. Tuning live. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, just bear with us We got calls coming in God bless you, God bless you God bless you Those who are watching live Amen, God bless you Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Let's, uh, God bless you. We thank you for tuning in to ELR Prophetic Shift Podcast Network, where we are spreading the, the gospel. Away, Amen. The Amen. Throughout Good the morning. nation. We thank everybody for tuning in, and we're going to tune this in. Amen. For the hosts on tonight. Amen. None other. Amen. Live on. Amen. ELR Prophetic Shift. The podcast network and the radio station. Amen. None other than The oath for the night, prophetess Glenda Lane. God bless you.
1: Praise the Lord, saints. God bless you for another exciting Thursday night. Praise the Lord. So uh, we're not going to prolong it. Amen. Um, I'm going to tell you, turn your Bible to um, Ezekiel 37. And we're just going to call this In the Valley. Amen. Make sure you got that give you a moment if you want to write some notes down or whatever and we're gonna go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for giving us another day, another second, another hour to give us give us the glory to you because you are an awesome God. You are our friend. You're our confidant. You are the best thing that we've ever hoped to be around and through. God, hide Glenda behind the cross that she be hidden, God. So that God can reveal himself to your people. God is not me, but it is you within me in the name of Jesus. We praise you in advance. We dance in advance in our spirit, God, because we know. The Bible says that all things work together for the good, God. We don't know what you do know we praise you in advance we bless your holy name we bless your majestic name in the name of Jesus we pray amen and amen hallelujah amen um, y'all bear with me amen cuz that the last moment God switched my message so I know that means there's somebody out here tonight needs to hear this word amen, amen. So again turn your Bible to Ezekiel thirty-seven, old check old uh chapter. the old testament Ezekiel of thirty-seven. Amen. Ezekiel thirty it Amen. Amen. Ezekiel. Amen. You know, Ezekiel was a prophet. A prophet was one. Those were men that in the Old Testament were that spent a lot of time with God. Their job was to actually to spend time with him and to whatever works God told them to give to his people or to his kings, to his queens, whoever. He would come to them and give them a word. Um, what God was telling them to do or not to do or whether they were in trouble or whether they were in sin. But God always raises up a people that would love and do what he told them to do. Here we talk about Ezekiel. Ezekiel um, was a prophet. Um, Ezekiel, amen, was an anointed uh, prophet of God. Um, Ezekiel, contemporaries were people like um, uh, Jeremiah and other people in the Bible. Amen. Amen. And then here it says that Ezekiel was a man who was chose he was he chose to obey God and to follow his instruction. Um, that he served as a Jewish street preacher. Amen. That God told, God also that he he was also called a priest, and he would tell them everything that God told him to tell him. At one point, the prophet shaved off his the all of the hair off his head. Can you imagine? He shaved all the hair off of his head. And he lay down on one side of his body, close to a year. because he was saying he was submitting himself to God Himself. Because, you know, there was a judgment against the people of God because they were disobedient, undisciplined, and just did whatever they wanted to do. So he was sacrificing himself on behalf of the people of God. By the time we get to the 37th chapter, um, actually, if you go... Uh, to the end of the 36th chapter there was a valley there was apparently there was a had been a battle between two people and all the people were dead so that's why it talks about there was a valley a very dry bone so the people that were in the valley had been killed there was nobody left after the battle. The good, the bad, both of them. There was nobody alive here. And began to tell them what happened to the people in the valley. It says this was uh, the Lord saying at this time. And they it to let them know what had happened and why they had died. And God speaks through the prophet Ezekiel. And remember, we're in a valley. A valley is a place where there's a mountaintop on one side, and there's a mountaintop on the other side, but between the two mountaintops, there's a valley. Spiritually, there are times in our lives, as women and men of God, we go through valleys in our lives. Sometimes and in those valleys we end up in depression. In those valleys we begin to question God why why why? In these valleys we begin to question God why me? What's wrong? Why did I do this? What happened? God is it me? Help me. I want to do right. And sometimes those that are there that are out there that are running are running rapid and doing whatever they want to do, whether homosexuals, whether you're bisexual. Well you uh some people say they did swear off sex at all and they just play in their own situations with their own body and their own as Well these people had come be so they had become so sinful that he allowed uh, the valley was full of soldiers that had been died In the midst of their mess, like we are today. We are in the midst of a messy situation. We're in a midst of valley experiences. We are in a midst of a series of germs, germaphobias and and people don't, the whites don't like the blacks, the blacks don't like the whites, the Hispanics don't like the Jews. Everybody is at odds with each other. Why? Because we are now in a situation now in the world that people are hating each other for so long for no reason. And they do whatever they don't want. They want to do. Okay, they want to do whatever they want to do. They don't want to do what God told them to do. They don't want to listen to the prophets. They don't want to listen to the pastor. They want to listen to the teachers. They don't want to listen to anybody. They say, "I'm a man and I'll do what I want to do when I want to do it." Or, "I'm a woman. I'm a full grown woman. I'll do." what I want to do, and I'll go where I want to walk. Well, this is the kind of mentality that was happening out into the 37th chapter of Ezekiel. Amen. 90 that seconds. Was in a valley. Have you ever been in a valley of indecision, whether to do right or to do wrong? Have you had a, ever been in a, in a valley of decision? where you know, you really know you shouldn't drink, and maybe it'll eat your plane or maybe maybe it sedates it's me so I don't have to think about all the issues that's going through. Maybe, maybe my children's going crazy. Maybe my divorce is going crazy. And I don't know. Me from it. We're all going through a valley experience. We don't like to talk about valley experiences. But when we go into a valley experience, a lot of times God's trying to teach us. God's trying to show us the way. So when you know that you're not saved, when you know you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, and then you know that you that you're confessing salvation, but you're just doing what you want to do, God's trying to say, "Look at here. Pay attention to me. I'm God. I spoke to you this morning. I spoke to your body. So you got up this morning only because of the command of God. But sometimes." Human nature says, I want to do what I want to do.
0: And it's uh-huh. second because
1: we can eat too much. We can sleep too much. We can cry too much. So it's not a particular thing, but the enemy, and the enemy means Satan himself. And it's not just setting up in a nice big red suit to recognize you, but in a spiritual place that you know that one side of you says, don't do that. And the other one says, oh, why not? Just a little bit. Because God is trying to get a hold to our spirit man for us to come out of sin. And we're not sinned by just sinning having sex, but sin by how we treat people, sin by how we don't talk to people, sin how we do talk to people, sin how how we don't give people, sin how we don't love on people sin nature that God wants his people to understand and know that he is God and without God there is no other. We're not responsible for everybody else. We're responsible for ourselves and how we live before God. Again, we are not responsible for each other's sin. We are only responsible for our For example, Paul said, the great apostle Paul said this, I, Paul, the slave of the Lord Jesus Christ, that I can preach and preach and preach and prophesy, but I can still be lost. In other words, I can still go to hell. Talk to Joshua, he told Joshua at one point, when Joshua got it, coming to the was getting ready to get into the new land. He said, he said, he said, Lord, he said, I'm gonna encourage you. Sometimes we need to be encouraged. Amen. Sometimes we just need to be loved on. Sometimes we need to just say, you go, girl, you go. You looking good. You looking good. You're smelling good. You gotta encourage yourself. Cause sometimes when you're by yourself, when you get in a dark place, sometimes you get in a place you're so depressed, you're so downtrodden that you need somebody to talk to yourself, to encourage yourself, that you ain't going to be broke always, you can't be poor always, you ain't going to be fat always, you ain't going to be ugly always, you can't be poor always because sometimes in the valley the only place we can do in the valley is look up look up and live look up and cry, live up and move on, why? because you're in the valley right now but you're coming up and you're not just coming up, but you're coming out. And the difference between coming up and coming out is this: you can come up. means you're coming up from a low position and you're moving up. And you're searching for God. You're looking for God. We're calling out for God. You don't understand it, but you know that at this point in my life, I need to change. We can tell people what to do, but the bottom line is, is look at your own self. Are you saved? Look at your own self. Do you love God? Look at your own self. How? Or do you act? Uh, Walk like Christ, talk like Christ, act like Christ. Are you the when you look in the mirror? Do you see you or do you see Christ? That Um, happens when you're in the valley experience.
0: Come on, come on, come on. When you don't
1: know God for yourself, not the God of your mothers, the God of your grandmothers, not the God of your daughters, but your God for yourself. Because you know what? When you when you die, when you die, your husband ain't gonna say, "Well, God." Take me and let me go. No, no, no. It's not about that. We are, we are a representative of Christ on the earth. When you give your life to Christ, it doesn't say when your husband gives his life to Christ, or when your auntie gives her life to Christ, or when your uncle gives his life. He says, no. You will be in that valid experience when you understand that I'm God. I'm God. Not nobody else, but. God, and now we have the prophet Ezekiel, a man of God that spends a lot of time with God, and he he he, he 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 lays down before he God, and he he acknowledges that he is God, and so now we have these conversations between God and the prophet, God and a man, God that created the heavens and the earth, the same God that. Spoke that the the life into existence. The same God that spoke the valley to existence. The same God that molded uh, 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 Moses. The same God of Ezekiel. The same God now walks in, begins to talk in the spirit realm. with Ezekiel? First thing he says to him: Imagine God and. Thinking, having a good conversation, almost like when he says to Adam, Adam and Eve are uh, in the cool of the day walking, and God would come down reg- regularly every day talk to Adam and Eve until they stand. So, God wants us to have that kind of relationship that He can come down spiritually. Now, God doesn't come down like a man, but He comes down spiritually, in other words, He communicates. For the world, he comes, he communes with you. He comes and suck with you. He comes hold your hands and let you know that he is God. And so here we have here Ezekiel in the valley by himself. The valley of Drybone. The place where nobody else is but you. Every time when you get disturbed, sometimes you feel like there's nobody else but you. You can be uh, with thousands of people, but somehow, someway, in your spirit, man, feel like you're all alone. Well, that's what happens when you walk in the prophetic office and God's coming down and he's talking to him and God's speaking to him. And he says, and the end of the Lord was upon me. God comes down with the prophet and he says and the hand which means God comes down and communicates with him I want you to know ladies and gentlemen that I've experienced that kind of situation with God. I thought I was going to die all I know was I was ended up in the hospital next day I think maybe I was there two weeks and and I see you but somewhere somehow I felt like I was in the hands of God I literally felt spiritually that I was in the hands of God so here Ezekiel was experiencing the hands of God and he said and the hand the hand of God was upon me and he carried me out into the spirit of the Lord. So we're talking, they're walking, they're they're revelating with each other. It says that. And it says, in the midst of a valley of dry bones. So there was a valley of bones. So if there were a lot of bones there, there was a lot of people that had died there, and it was long enough that the bones Was there? There was no meat. There was no sinew. There was no muscles. There was nothing there, but there was a huge valley of dead things. And in their lives, sometimes there are a lot of huge dead things in our in our lives: dead marriages, uh, uh, babies that we have been uh, aborted. relationships that have been dead. Uh, uh, our mothers and fathers have said that, we, we, that there are a lot of things in our lives. So here, here's a representation of a valley of dead situations in our lives. For the hand of the Lord was upon me and it carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. So God was with him. It says and he set me down in the midst of the valley so god is letting him know that he positioned the practice around dead things
0: come on come on
1: there was nothing with it it had to be thousands of people in the midst of a valley but all he saw from miles and miles was dead things dead situations that god only god can change the content of a man's heart only god can change the of your children, they need to be saved. Only God can change the content of your mindset that once you love and now you hate. But because you love, I've changed my mind that I'm going to have a, a total love walk with God. I'm going to have a love sense with God because if I die tonight, I believe I will walk in eternity with God. My body will go to the ground, but my spirit will live in eternity with God one day. Amen.
0: That's what
1: he's talking about. There was a valley of dry dead things. Verse 2 says this, And it caused me to pass by them round about. So here, Ezekiel appeared in the middle of a valley. And he began to walk around. And I can just imagine Ezekiel saying, Well, God, now you put me in this place with all these dead folks. I I know I'm a prophet. I know you called me. I know you called me from my mother's womb. I don't understand this thing. And I'm not questioning you. But, Lord, I don't don't even like dead people. And thank God I can't see their faces. But they've been dead a lot. a man say, he said, ma'am, what can I do for you today? Do you want an outside job, inside job, or do you want both? Sometimes we will say, oh, I'm in a hurry, so no, just watch it real quick on the outside. Get some of the dirt saw, and then they'll give him a little tip, and they'll drive on. Sometimes they'll get some and say, no, no, I want the inside and the outside done. Make sure you do the carpet, and if you do it real good, I'll give you a good dip. Well, that's what God does. So once we give our lives to Christ, and once God changes us, what happens is we become a new created creature. We are no longer the same. Don't look at me like I am like I am today as I was when I was 20, 30, 40 years old. I ought, We ought to change. Every day we get up, we have to, the, the Bible says, uh, there are new mercies I see. I see a new thing in me. I see God made me something. Ch- stronger. i see God made me wiser. I've seen God change my outside. My God has worked on my inside. I, I, I'm a new creature. I don't say what I used to say. I don't go where I used to go. I don't do what I used to do. Why? Because I am a new creature in me. God has changed me. This is what he's telling, telling Ezekiel. That in that valley, there's gonna be some dead things in our in our marriages, in our life, with our children. There's gonna be some new new things. But change. One thing about change is a lot of people don't don't take change very well. Now, there's some people they change easily, but there's some people you can see them t- today, and you can see them thirty years ago. And they'll remember 30 years ago what you did to them or what you said to them 30 years ago. And you know why? Because they're living in the past. Not just living in the past. They have moved in and took a whole new house in the past. Because they've not learned to change. Because the same thing that you did at two years old. When you get 13, you do better. When you get 17 you ought to know better at 17 that you did at 13 when you run 19 you don't do things at 19 that you should do when you were three years old so just like the body physically changes the spiritual part of you the inner man are changed and we have no excuse because Christ died on a cross for you and I, for all your shortcomings, all your faults, all your sins, all your lies, everything, Jesus died on a cross just for you. So here we have again in the in in the valley. It says to him, and the fourth verse, he says again. He says unto me, so God's talking to the prophet. Says prophesy unto these bones. Other words, God speaking to the prophet said, Now I'm giving you the power through me. If you have the power to speak things into existence, I'm giving you the power to create. You have the power. To be redeemed by God. He said, prophesy to the wind. The same way God spoke in his word and the first the first part of the Bible, he says, For in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth without form, and God said, Let there be light, for it was the evening of the morning of the first day. It is the same prophecy when he says, prophesy to these folks. Tell them what to do. Not just tell them to do. Command them what to do. It's like you got little kids and, and you say, little Johnny, can you do so-and-so? A little Johnny just playing the video games. He's just doing what he want to do. You say, could you please pick up so-and-so? A little kid just playing video games and he jumps up and goes to get you some water and he comes back and you say, honey, can you just say what mama told you to do? And you just turn around and look at him. And go, no, you didn't You. You spoke to them. but you didn't tell them what to do. It's, it's like being in the army. You, uh, I mean, like Gomer Pyle says, he'll tell him, say, sir, sir, can you do so and so and sir? so? Sir, will you please, sir? Yes, sir. I would you like to do. No, but the, when, when when the sergeant walks in the room, everybody steps to attention and says, Yes, sir. Why? Because he's in charge. So the prophet speaks To the dead situation. He says, speak to these folks. Command them to get up. Command them to do right. Command them because you are the you are the very image of who God is today. God speaks to you now from the Word of God. He's commanding you to tell you to get up. Stop crying. Stop laying down. Church, don't walk in sin no more. Uh, sometimes churches will pray about they'll 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 preach about everything about sin. They'll preach about everything but sin. They'll preach about your house. They'll preach about your clothes. They'll preach about that you need to a new. You are trained to fight or to die. My God, you're
0: not,
1: you're not, you're not trained to give up. You're not trained to stick. Come on, promise. Oh no, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know who I am. I don't know what he did, and you gotta help me because I no, 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 no. A sergeant will say, "Get up, get your behind up," and that, they don't say it very nicely, and I'm sure they're a little whole bunch of cuss words. But in the process of that, that sergeant tells you to get up and be a man. Get up and don't die. Get up and don't give up. Get up, don't cry no more. Get up, get up, and go about your business because you serve the living God. You don't live a plague play God. You don't you don't serve a God that you gotta go and run and play lotto and all this other stuff. No, you love God enough to do what right. Righteousness exalts a nation. Exalt a nation, righteousness, walking in the right standing of God. That means no matter anybody's around you or nobody's here, you do what is right because God is right there and he knows what you're doing before you think it. He does. He knows what you're doing before you think it, where you go or what you do. There's nothing. The Bible says there's nothing in under the sun. So, there's nothing hidden from God. So, anything that we've done in our lifetime, nothing hidden from God. It might be hidden from man. Mama might never know. Husband might never know. Children might never know. Church folks might not never know. But the Bible says that there's nothing hidden under the planet. So, what you really need to do is begin to tell God, forgive me for even the secret things. I've never told nobody else. And I'm not going to hell for nobody else.
0: My
1: God. God has given you power to speak these things into existence. Now, He's not going to make you contain, do something his, uh, against His will, your, your will. So you want your husband to be saved? God wants him to be saved. But the problem is this. They have to go to God for themselves. That's right. Like Glenda had to go for herself. Uh, Deborah had to go to herself. Uh, uh, anybody else? You got to go to God for yourself. We want That's our right. husbands saved. We want our children saved. We want our grand nieces and nephews. We want our our best buddies to be uh, saved. But they have to make a choice to give their lives to Christ. This is what God is telling uh these people. That thus said the Lord God unto these bones. I'm speaking to the bones now. I'm not speaking to the live folks. I'm looking to the dead folks. I'm looking to the lost folks. I'm looking for the people that confused. I'm looking for the people that lost their houses. I'm looking for the, the children that lost the children of wars. I'm looking for these people. I'm looking for these people. He said, Thus said the Lord God. Unto these bones, behold, will I cause breath to breathe into you, and ye shall live. You know, we've got to learn to live again. Now, you have the mechanical breath that you can get a get on a ventilator, and, and, and they'll, they'll breathe for you. And they'll tell you how many breaths per minute, and and, and, and what's the oxygen content and, and all this other stuff because he's breathing for you yes but in God's case now he's telling us we got to learn to breathe in fact sometimes we breathe too fast when you get upset you get mad you get ferocious, you want to cut everybody out you get you got to learn to just take a nice take deep breath come on take a deep breath thank you Lord yes because without God, you could have been dead. Without God, you wouldn't even know your mama or your daddy. Without God, you, you don't know where you could be. What Everything that God is done for you, when you didn't know no better, when you was just stupid, when you were naked, you were a hoe. Because some of us been a you just don't acknowledge it. But it's been them old on the line, yes it is. At that time, it's some old ass in line and some men like that. Yes, because we didn't know no better. But when we know better, we got excited. To do better come by on, come following on, His word, God wants us to follow His word. So He tells them this. He says, "I want, to, I want to, I want to, I want you to breathe now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna breathe on you. So when I breathe on you, it, it, it'll get a little easier. When I breathe on you, it won't be so hard. When I have to breathe on you because you can't take a breath by yourself, but I'm still with you, no matter what it feels like." I'm never gonna leave you. You I promised you my father said that he would never leave you. In fact, he said, he said at one point, he said, he said, I got to go away. Jesus spoke to the Holy Ghost and said, I got to go away because my comforter's coming. My 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 my, my, my comforter, my keeper, my holder, my father, my daddy, my my, my, my best friend is he's coming there to keep me and hold me in the palm of my hand at the middle of death door god was that there with me and when i couldn't write my name god was right there in the midst of my storm when i when i got so scared when i got in the car i felt all i wanted to do was get out of the car but something about the movement of the more of the is more than money Walk Jesus is more than gold Jesus is in, in charge of my life no matter what happens I For when the enemy comes and wants to take you out but Jesus gets in and holds your hand and keeps you in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your coma in the midst of you losing everything in the midst of everybody they just turn their backs on you but Jesus ever lived that's what the Bible says for in the midst of the storm, so he's putting skin back on you. He's making, he's breathing back into your body the things that you've lost, the things that have hurt you. So you, the only way you can heal is is I give away the thing that used to. you used. and the whole lives thing about what mama did to them, what daddy did to them, and what baby did to them, and 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 and, and folks like that. And yes. Yeah, you think people gonna guys gonna let them gonna get away with it? Know that sure that nobody don't get away with nothing, he will forgive but he does he does you do get put out what you put back. That's it. It looks like it. It looks like God's gonna gonna forget about you. It looks like there's no hope. It looks like you feel like sometimes nobody don't understand you. Looks like sometimes you just wanna go and just take a gun and Shoot your own self in the head, cause you just want to get out of pain. I don't, I don't know about you, but I've been in some pain in my lifetime. That so I just really, really wanted, wanted, to get up. I just, I just didn't understand. And it wasn't, it wasn't so much physical pain, cause I can handle the physical pain, but the spiritual pain, the the hate, that the hatred, the malice, and the and the, the injustice and the meanness. Come on, come pressure, on, come on. People around you that. Hate you for a reason alone and the ones that are supposed to love you is the ones that act like they hate you. They don't smile. They don't do. They just 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 hateful. I never seen so many church folks that just hateful and mean and cantankerous, and, and one lip says hi, God bless it and others I can't stand. Her. Why? Because the intent of their heart. We gotta understand that God looks at our heart. He He looks yes. at our heart. They said, look at here, church, come on, come on, valley. I'ma give y'all another chance of life. I want you to get up. I want you to get up and let you know you was in the battle. I want you to get up and let you know I'm God. I want you to get up and you can walk now. Get up, you you ain't gotta crawl the rest of your life. You get up and you go on and you get yourself together and you prepare yourself for your next. And you say, next, 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 whatever. Prepare, prepare yourself for your next. You prepare yourself for your next move. You you prepare yourself for your next job. You prepare yourself for your next church. You you prepare yourself come on, come in on, God. Because the more you look back, the more you want to go forth. The more you look back and say, oh, oh, you know what they did to me? Most times those people, don't even remember what they did to you. Cause they, 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 they done gone no. then I got on and picked up at least seven more demons per situation. Okay, so them demons don't even what they did to you. Why well, you say, oh, you know what they did? So and so oh, and so. No, that wasn't right. No, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, and they they hurt me. They're, oh, get over it. Get over it. We gotta get up. We gotta we got, we got to go forward in Jesus. We got to move in God. God has a destiny for us. God has a place for us. God has a job in us. God has a ministry oh, in us. Wow. God has done something great for us. And I don't know about you, but I need a mind. I'm looking for greatness. I'm searching for greatness. I'm holding on to the, hold of the altars. I'm holding to that, that great thing that God has called me to do. And I don't find but ten great people in my life to minister to it. Teach them like God called me to. I've done what God called me to. I don't need the mask. Our prophetic shift podcast host live mute screen. Because God is in charge of our life. God is in control of our spirit because if God did not speak, you would not get up in the morning. If God had not spoken, you would not even be on the line tonight. If you had not spoke, you would not even be breathing because God is control yes. of the very breath that we breathe. The breath of life is in us. The breath of God. The breath the rest of the Holy Spirit himself resides in us when we give our lives to Christ. And I'm one of those prophets who will always turn you back to God. Not to man. Not to a word. But I'm taking you back to Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. Knowing that Jesus can do anything. But he loves us enough. Because he died. Jesus died. When we were little kids, they sing a song, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. But just when you get old, and you begin to realize the quality of love. That Jesus died on a cross. Jesus was whipped. And beaten, flesh-torn. Because he loved us, he could have gotten up off the cross. He could have taken a third of heaven and destroyed everybody and started all over again. But he loved us enough. the Lord. he loved us enough. Miranda, he loved us enough. Erica, he loved us enough to die for us. Who would have served? God that is like him. That even in our valley experience, even when we're broke, even when we're depressed, and we're suicidal, every time we look at we ain't got nowhere to go, nothing to do. Jesus said in his word, and I told, I, I closed. I, Jesus, I, Jesus said, I will never, ever leave you, Miranda, Erica, and everybody else. He said, I, Jesus, will never leave you or forsake you even until the ends of the earth. So even when you leave. You die and your your body goes into the ground when you commit to Christ. You will end up in eternity with Christ one day and that's worth more than anything anybody could do. Why? Because even in us, bad things comes out much. Job said, I think in the third chapter or the fourth chapter, he said, God, you know the way that I take In other words, he said, God, you know what I'm going through. I don't understand it. Tell me, Lord, I lost all my children. I lost all my wealth. I lost all my my servants. I lost all everything that I had, God, but you know. And that's what we got to be today. God, you know, we don't know. In the midst of our valley, help us to be what you want us to be. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. God, thank you that we hope that we minister to somebody's soul to know that there is a God. All we got to do is give our lives to Christ. Not give it and come back and take it up. But give our lives and put everything into the hands of God. He will work it out. God will not promise us when he don't do it. But he said he'll do it. He didn't say how he's going to do it, but he said he's going to do it. He didn't say how long it was going to take, but he said he'll do it. And God will never lie. People lie, but God will not lie. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. I give you glory. I give you honor. I thank you for the Holy Ghost ruling and reigning in my spirit. God, teach me. Created me a clean heart and a right spirit. And I say that before anybody. Created me. Don't let Glenda be lost. I, God saved me again and again and again. God saved me till I'm I'm sure safe. Save me till I, and I know I'm wrong. I repent and I'm heartbeat because I don't want to die and be lost. One. I got my heart's desire is to see my mother one day. In eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Beth Erica? Yes. Hallelujah. Go ahead and say
0: something. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you, everybody, for coming in and tuning in live. Amen. On the LR Prophetic Shift Podcast Network for spreading the gospel. Amen. Throughout the nations. Amen. We thank God for Prophetess Lane on tonight. Amen. For delivering the word. Uh, we thank everybody that are tuning in live radio, live link, live YouTube. Um, and also the church uh, section. let see everyone turning up. God bless you. And thank you for the support. Amen. For this powerful word on tonight. Amen. And I know everybody has experienced at some point a load of our experience um, in the valley. Amen. But it doesn't mean that we're supposed to stay there. Amen. Sometimes God places in that predicament so God can deal with us. Amen. So God can bring us out. And um, to be completely dependent on him, not codependent, but dependent on him. Be God dependent. It's almost like you're addicted to a drug, being dependent on God. And that's what sometimes God sometimes have to bring some of us that a little bit. uh, So full of pride, sometimes you have to bring us down uh, in order for us to really see him for who he really is. So we thank God on tonight. Amen. For that word on tonight. Um, be able to tune in every two, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Thursday night, amen, a of prayer, amen, with the Honorable, amen, Prophetess Linda Lang, amen, my mother, amen, out of Manning, South Carolina. So we just thank God for the support of, of, of 19 countries and 27 states, amen. God bless you, and thank you for tuning in on tonight. Be blessed. Amen. All right. The floor is not open. If anyone wants to leave comments, empowerment, amen. Before um, we close out, anybody would love to leave one. God bless you.
1: Amen. Anybody would like prayer for something or to say anything before we close out? It's up to you.
0: All right, that was just an answer. Amen, amen. Um, prophetess, you already prayed this out, amen. So we just thank our everybody tuning in. Tune in next week, amen. On uh, a mantle of prayer. God bless you. God bless you.